This episode is brought to you by Health IQ. Health IQ believe the best way to improve the health of the world is to celebrate the health conscious through social and financial rewards. They have used science and gathered data to convince insurance companies that health-conscious people, including cyclists, deserve lower rates in life insurance. Health IQ have helped tens of thousands of people secure billions of dollars in insurance coverage. For a free life insurance quote, visit healthiq.com slash speed. Again, that is healthiq.com slash speed. And now, on with the show. I was on mute. Episode 166 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast, the least professional, least knowledgeable, least informed podcast ever. We are at speedmetalcycling.com. There you can get a hold of us. You can check out our social media links and uh, you can see, look for past episodes and all that junk. I am your host, the almighty Skull Crusher. And opening the podcast, that was Soundgarden playing but it was the almighty Skull Crusher singing. That song, that was a rough mix, by the way, is going to be part of the Skull Crusher Sings the Hits LP that is hitting the stores sooner rather than later. You'll see. Boom, boom, boom. Today with me, two very special people. I hold them dear, close to my heart, but not too close because then they'll bite it off. First, Mike, how are you doing, sir? Better than Klaus, because he's not here. <laughs> Always better than Klaus. And Natalia, how are you doing? Welcome back. Thank you. Natalia's been far away in Colombia for a while. And that's why we didn't record last week, let's be honest. Because without Natalia, there is, it's not the same. No. Oh, <laughs> we didn't record I thought it was last a night. consequence of Titanic. Well, it was a consequence of HBO. I thought, like, finally, we knew it. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> nah, it was a consequence of there not really being much to talk about back then. So, um, okay. anyway, plenty to talk about today, though, um, starting with, I mean, obviously, Tour de France coming up and stuff, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the national championships that I saw and a couple of other things. But before that happens, um, I want to talk about the Spimino Cycling kits, jerseys, bibs, and um, vests. If you um, if you're still interested, you can go to Starlight uh, Starlight Apparel's um, website. You can check it out there. I actually haven't checked it out in the last couple of days, so I don't know if the pre-sale is still going. But check it out just in case. Uh, Patreon to our patrons. Um, I still owe you guys all the stuffs. Well, for the guys that have already been on board for two months, I owe you all the stuff. But um, the place that is printing the T-shirts, which by, by the way, they're came out amazing. Um, got The place got flooded because it rained like a mother here like a couple of days ago. And uh, so they haven't they have been able to deliver the t-shirts to me. But as soon as they deliver it to me, I'll put them in envelopes and I'll deliver them to you guys. And then you can like rock them. And if you're single, you can go out and look for ladies wearing them. Or actually, even if you're not single and you still want to go look for more ladies, hey, I don't judge. Um, you can do that. Um, and we want to thank, of course, Health IQ. Uh, for sponsoring the podcast, healthiq.com slash speed. And uh, like I said before, all our patrons, awesome. Thank you very much for helping us. Um, and to every, anybody that is interested in that, just go to speedmetalcycling.com. There's a link there. You can actually just read the blurb about what it's all about and why we kind of are asking for money. And then actually two people uh, already contact me and asked me like, what if we just want to give once? Because the Patreon idea is that you actually sponsor the podcast. It can start at a dollar a month or whatever. What if, what if like, you just want to give $10 or $20 or whatever? Uh, Patreon, Patreon doesn't really do that. So I think I'm going to create a donate button with PayPal. They do it. And then I'm going to put that on the website as well. So if you just want to give us like five bucks, just a one-time deal, you're more than welcome to do that as well. We'd, we appreciate it. We appreciate anything that you can do for us. Um, uh, especially Mike. He really appreciates it very, very much. 
Um, so Natalia, any good stories from Colombia, cycling related, hopefully? Actually, not mm. even if they're not cycling related. Well, Mike has a restaurant down there. Yes. In a very remote town in Colombia. It's very interesting that here we call him Mike, but in Colombia people refer to him as Gringo Mike. Apparently. I, some people call me, some people call me Colombian Dan, so I guess it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> when, when we were in Bogota, I took a photo of my wife uh, standing in front of a bar called uh, Stupid Gringo, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. She didn't think it was that funny. I don't understand why she didn't think it was I funny. It's not like they were saying. I, no, I mean, it's, they weren't They weren't saying, you are a stupid gringo. It was just like, stupid gringo. Let's say that there was a, a bar called Red Monkey. They're not calling me a Red Monkey because I'm reading the sign. It's just called Red Monkey. Stupid gringo, that's the name of the place. I just took the yeah, photo in front of her because it's funny. Okay. You know what I mean? They weren't calling her that, but she was upset anyway. No, I do have to say the following, and it is that I have never felt the altitude problems that I hear some people have that I hear some people have that when you go from sea level and then you start raising an altitude that you have you know like shortness of breath and whatever all these yeah. things so I went and did one of the routes that I like to do mountain biking there and man <laughs> like, I cannot breathe but what's happening you know like I used to be able to go up this hill not no problem but not like feeling this bad and um, I was just shocked uh, about you know like it takes really some time to actually like accommodate that of course I'm not going fast I'm not you know like killing myself over it and I'm like dude Soroche is here (laughs) I I was gonna say that uh, I remember in college uh, once somebody was talking about altitude sickness and I was like yeah you know in Colombia they said you have to eat peanuts and you have to do this whatever and I told them you know what it's called in Colombia it's called Soroche and they were like like the hot sauce I was like no 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 (laughs) Soroche (laughs) Soroche yeah so that was funny so I came That'll back and I was just telling people, yeah, yeah, yeah. I came back from my altitude training camp. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> it's taking me like three days to recover. <laughs> no, I still think it's hilarious that they, they, they're like, oh, the Col de Galibier goes up to blah, 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 amount of meters or whatever. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I was born at like twice that much. Like every time they hit these peaks in the Alps and they're like, ah, this is crazy. It goes up to... Five. And I'm like, oh, I was born at like 11. What are you talking about? These people think that it's like so crazy that it's like they're so high and they really aren't it at is, all. It is. I mean, it gets, it gets high. And then I forgot also, because living here, this place has very short and steep climbs, but you don't have the long sustained, you know, like longer climbs talking about more than eight, you know, like eight, 10, 11 kilometers and Keep counting yeah. after that. So, yeah, I, you see all these things that I, you know, like I was able to go up them, not suffering much. And now you go back. It's like, when is this thing going to end, man? Like, please stop climbing now. God damn. But yeah, no, it yeah, was I mean, just in the, realization in the of that. Colombia. Yeah, in the Vuelta Colombia, I, I guess, I, I hope, I wish Klaus was here because he knows the, the numbers exactly. But there's, there's stages where half of the stage is a climb. And there's stages that aren't like 50 kilometers. I mean, like, you know, climbs that are like 20, 30, 40 kilometers long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's like... like straight up, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. that's. But, you know, like I was in that part of the country, I was looking at it and I was thinking, yeah, I mean, in this freaking place, there is no other way by, but up. You know, like there is no yeah. way. That's good you way. can go flat. It's either going up or going down. It's just hilarious to, to watch the profile that the Garmin makes after I come home, is exactly that. It's going up, follow it by going down, going up again. You know, like it's just like freaking a chainsaw type of thingy. Like so profiled there, there is nothing flat. So my, my, it was good. When I was in Bogota, when I was in Bogota, my garment just broke. It was like, this is too high, dude. I don't know what, I don't know what <laughs> And I was like, I haven't even started my climb. Um, <laughs> no, actually, my, my, my garment pretty much broke the day that I used it for the first time. It was like, oh, wait, yeah, this is the, all the cycling you're going to do? Oh, boy. Um, okay, so I said the Galibier is, Bogota is at 8,660 feet, which is 26, 
2,600 meters. Mm -hmm. And the Galibier is at 8,600. 8,600. So, what did I say? 8,600 versus... Versus, I yeah, I already forgot to, and I don't, I can't remember where I, where I, where I, where the little thing went. Yeah, we, we so professional. Whatever. Yeah. So professional. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, I grew up. I, I was born Galibier. and grew up at Galivier. <laughs> it's normal. You know what I'm saying? And then and you know there, you, you you go up from there. Like yeah. I don't. I in Bogota when you ride. You hardly oh, ever, I guess, gets, you could ride down towards the towards like gets the valley, like, like towards Tolima. But like, if you go, it's high up from there. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's insane. Know. It's super. It's, which yeah, is, no, which so is why a lot of people are are going to Colombia nowadays to go to go altitude training. It's great. I mean, Bogota is not really that good of a city to go to because you're already pretty high. There's not really that many good routes. I mean, Medellin, much better weather, much better routes, much prettier women. Um, so, yeah. Jesus. So Medellin is the place to go, and much better looking dudes. Because mm -hmm. once my brother and I left, all the good looking dudes in Bogota. I mean, the, the good looking <laughs> dude in Bogota index went. <laughs> especially when we left with like full raging mullets and like jean jackets with Metallica back patches and like. <laughs> oh hell yeah, dude! Man, I think the Colombia celebrated the day. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm thinking that they were hoping you. You stay so they can have you the bachelor, don't, the Colombian bachelor, back. <laughs> like Colombian bachelor, the imagine, brothers fine. Yeah, imagine the imagine the like arms of a fourteen year old, six, fifteen year old. That's you know tiny. I'm so skinny, like they were tiny, but I still would cut all the sleeves off of my Iron Maiden shirts to make them look cool. My, my tiny little arms like sticking out of these t-shirts I see photos of myself back then and I'm like why did my mom let me do this she was very opposed to it but she just allowed me to do it anyway it's crazy and my brother like, was like yeah, I'm sure. like a raging raging mullet like because Klaus has straight hair so like the whole back of his hair was and then top on top was like spiky and then he had on the front he had like a skater cut kind of thing like covering like curling items or curling accessories to get some effect in your N no hairstyle not when I was that age no later later when I was like already in college and I started letting my hair grow for real um, mm -hmm. and I was with the band I hated my hair being so curly and. It would like poof up because he was so short. So for shows and stuff like that, my girlfriend at the time would like, 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 uh, straighten my hair before the show. You would yeah. make it a good three, four inches longer. Yeah. Look at that. But, Mike, uh, yeah, that have it. you used any hair enhancement technique? Have you met Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking he, of his whole life. I'm not like asking him right now. That's what I mean. He's used them all. Hair, oh. hair enhancement? No, yeah, like, like, like you know, did you ever get a perm? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. You, did you, you dye your hair at some point? Nope. Uh, oh, I, I, I dyed my hair. I mean, I had a mohawk for years. Or something kind of like that, like a crazy mohawk. haircut. What has been the crazy haircut in your life, Mike? The craziest. You're looking you at it. Right. Yeah, that's it. What you have right now? <laughs> it is pretty crazy, though. It is pretty crazy. Mike walks by. Everybody stares. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, I got. I have a gift for you guys. Okay. So when Klaus actually um, told us Are that we he going wasn't going to name gonna be on, the thing? Since you like the, naming everything. The eagle sound? What is yeah, that? Give, give a name to the eagle. I don't know. Peter. I don't know. Actually, it has to be a Swiss <laughs> name, though. Uh, Swiss, Swiss, Swiss. Uh, oh, I had, a, I had a Swiss professor in college whose name was Hans. Okay. I think it's a good, good, name, good name. Hans the Eagle. Hans, the, 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 Hans the Eagle. Eagle. There you go. Yeah, so New member of the Klaus, podcast. Hans the yes, Eagle. Yes, exactly. When Klaus, when Klaus announced that he wasn't going to be, he told us that he wasn't going to be on, he said, 
to make sure that everybody knew that the Tour de Suisse had all these... Well, if you missed last episode, we, we figured out that the Tour de Suisse had like pre-recorded little like short uh, packets, vignettes with special effects and stuff. And they, they were just like randomly put him throughout the race, I guess, to like make themselves look cooler. I don't, I don't know. I mean, good for them. It's just, it's just funny that they did that. So that's where the eagle thing comes from. They had a a fake eagle sound during the race to make that to make it look like Hans the eagle have- was flying by and just like happened to be right around there. <laughs> okay, so two comments about that regarding last episode. So mm-hmm. I have to tell the people if you had missed an episode and you go and check how long it goes and you decide, oh shit, it's just too long. I don't have the time. Do yourself a favor and just listen to just- it at a two times the speed. It is a great experience. I just did it for the last episode because I wasn't here and I was uh, short on time. So I just listened to it at two times the speed. I had the greatest half an hour of my day today. So that's just to catch up and you don't miss these uh, inside jokes. And the second comment is that Klaus just wants people to know that... uh, the Tour de Suisse had different camera angles, slow motion cameras, and things that made it look a tiny bit different from other races. So I think that he was pleased with the production and direction or whatever from the Tour de Suisse, because we got Hans the Eagle out of it, and then all exactly. these other things that was, was going on. And I have to tell you, it takes a connoisseur of cycling races to catch all these little tiny details. Yeah, when you were talking about the eagle and all these things, I'm like, really? Like, I don't pay attention to it. It's not. No, that's that's not because Klaus is a connoisseur of anything. It's because Klaus is a (laughs) freaking weirdo and he pays attention to the weirdest (laughs) shit. He truly, he really, I mean, I'm I'm not even kidding. Like, I've known the kid. He's a connoisseur of of anything in this. Dan is somebody that no, is a no, freaking weirdo not, about something. Know, yeah. Well, yes, but Klaus <laughs> is not a connoisseur because he doesn't know a lot about. He just, he just, he's a fucking weirdo, and he pays attention to weird stuff. Like he really does. I mean, I love having him in my life because he's the kind of person that I'm like, shit, I gotta replace my TV. Hey, Klaus, uh, we're thinking about changing the TV. Um, what do you know about TVs? Oh, it depends. How big do you want it? Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? Well, this big, this and this and this and this. The research I've done, I'm like, are you thinking about buying a TV? Well, no. Then why the hell did you do research? Because I'm Klaus and he's a weirdo. And he knows he has all this weird shit. He's fucking helping me right now pick a, a table saw. A fucking table saw. And he's like, oh, well, I think you got to look at the, the width and the fencing and the blind, the angles of the bed and the blade and blah. I'm like, do you have a table saw? He's like, oh, no. Then how the hell do you know that? Because I'm Klaus. Ugh. Anyway, when you said if you if you missed an episode and you want to catch up or whatever, I thought you were gonna say don't bother. <laughs> Just don't even worry about it. If you, I don't even know why you're listening to this one. Much less. Oh yeah, no. Other. If you start if you start listening to it at the two at two times the speed, and you think it's not worth it, then yeah, don't even bother. I mean, if that's not going to make it, nothing will. I I can say um, that. <laughs> you know, I was actually gonna. Uh, I, I was planning on uh, um, having a, a list of all the new national champions, and I totally forgot to do it. So whatever, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about that. But I want to start with saying that during the, I'm gonna start the cycling portion of the cycling podcast, brought to you by Hans the Eagle. Thank you, Hans. I'm going to have to clean up that drop because there's a little before. Listen. See, there's a little before the. I'm going to have to clean it up. Anyway, um, I was uh, watching the Route to Sud. And not a lot of people are familiar with the new young guy that is writing for uh, Movistar, Carapaz. Who's that's an awesome last name, by the way. Carapaz, he's Ecuadorian, and he's the only Ecuadorian, and I think he may be the first Ecuadorian ever to uh, actually ride a race in the first division of cycling. So, but the Ecuadorian flag and the Colombian flag are very similar, right? 
Was that a lion or a tiger? 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> We're having a freaking zoo for this podcast. <laughs> We're going to the zoo. So, yeah, keep talking. Yeah, the Ecuadorian and the Colombian flag are very similar. And I think the only major difference is that usually the Ecuadorian has the a shield or whatever is called the thing the yeah the, the national the national the, the, the national uh, crest like something arms or yeah the crest in the middle yeah it's, it's the but national it's crest always but always yeah. in the middle yeah that's like the difference but with that Venezuela the has problem. the stars so yeah. what but here's the problem yep a lot of European broadcasters use the Colombian presidential flag instead of the regular Colombian flag. The oh, Colombian flag has no seal or no nothing on it, but the presidential Colombian flag is like the presidential seal here in the U.S. or something like that. Has the Colombia like uh, uh, crest in the middle of it. So both flags, especially tiny, look exactly the same. So they were saying like Uran and Carapaz were in the same small group towards the end of the stage and they were like Carapaz and his compatriot and I was like no one is Ecuadorian the other one is Colombian one country is awesome one not so much Mike so, I need to ask you a question regarding this yeah yeah keep so, an eye out for that if you see a dude climbing well or doing well in a race and he looks you know kind of from South America do you have a tendency to assume that the guy is Colombian Or not necessarily. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's okay. not gonna be Argentinian. He's definitely not gonna be. Yeah, where, what are the? What are my choice? What are my choices? Yeah, <laughs> Argentina, <laughs> Bolivia, no, Brazil, be, Ecuador. No, no. The real choices would no. be Chile. Brazil and Venezuela yeah. because they produce cyclists yeah. that are climbers. Right. Nobody else. But Ecuador, I mean, they really don't produce that many uh, like big time cyclists. There, there's a lot of smaller teams in Ecuador, of course, but. The fact that Carapaz made it, I think it's awesome. I just hope that he doesn't get buried. I just hope that people don't start assuming that he's Colombian. You know what I mean? And just disrespect towards his, towards his country. So Carapaz, oh, but he won, he won the young, young, he, he ended up second in the Tour de Sud and in the Route de Sud and he won the young writers classification. He's only like 23 years, 22 that's, or 23. That's pretty good. Right I think initially that's people are going to make that mistake. Because again, the flag, the similarities, and all that stuff. But at some point, I will, will tell be... you that if I see a banana, I assume it's from Ecuador. <laughs> uh, <really>? I'm gonna <laughs> tell you something. The bananas are way better in Colombia. The, the best really? bananas are in Colombia. Yeah, I, I think so. At, at, at market, at market foods district market mark. What's the name of that stupid thing that Amazon just bought that I can never remember the name of? That stupid, like, oh, grocery store. Yeah. Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. The Whole Foods here down the street, like, they always have, like, the, the organic bananas on one side and the regular bananas on the other side. Whichever one comes from Colombia, I buy those. And if they come from, like, Ecuador on one side or Costa Rica from the other, then we don't buy bananas that week. <laughs> <laughs> I am you such an that, idiot. You know uh, that bananas <laughs> are literally cloned fruit. Like, every banana on Earth is exactly the same. It doesn't really matter to me, man. I'm just supporting my country, which is hilarious because I'm supporting Chiquita Banana, which fucking destroyed my country in the 80s. Fucking, but I don't know. Anyway, listen, I take care of my listeners. I care about you guys. I'm, I, 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 my life is dedicated towards making your life better. And therefore, I'm going to tell you something. Watch stage three of The Route to Sud. Just watch it. Find it somewhere on YouTube or on wherever the hell you get your crap. Whatever illegal ways or legal ways you have to like watch the stuff that stage is bananas no pun intended okay actually i have a question then now that you're recommending stages to people mike okay did you happen to watch the last stage of the dauphine libre nope man and you promised you i've watched dauphine. i've watched very little Bronze. cycling this year i'm tempted to not even watch the tour You've been paying too much attention to hockey, right? And the and the Stanley Cup. No, is, is that, that is that happening right now? No, I just it ended like last week or something. The Penguins won. That's the only reason I know. They're from Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. The Penguins, you know. The Pittsburgh Penguins won the Stanley Cup. Yes, second year in a row. Wow. And there's some guy there named Fl 
shit, I don't want, well, actually, what the hell do I care? I think his name is Flurry, but it may not be. And I think he's the one that is the only person in history to win the Stanley Cup two years in a row as a rookie. I guess you can be a rookie two years in a row if you don't pay, play enough games your first year. I mean, I know you can in baseball. I didn't know you could in hockey as well. There you go. So anyway, Mike, are you going to watch the tour? It's so uh, awesome, you know. It. When does it start? <laughs> when does it start? This Saturday? The, the first, yeah. So I'll be, I have to work on Saturday, so I can't watch it on Saturday. Here's the thing. I can't watch it live, and yeah, I'm not going to watch it not live. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, really? See, I, I, I look forward to that. Can you I just can't. watch the highlights? I can't sit. Like I can't sit in the front of a TV for that long. Like, was it like four hours long? Uh, oh, there, yeah. there, every single every single stage is going to be broadcast from beginning to Forget end. Get it? Who who would watch that? This guy right here. I'm just going to sit in front no. of the TV as soon as I get home from work. Oh, which. Uh, I'm like, I have a job now, you know, I'm not working from home anymore, so I can't <laughs> watch it live anymore. So as soon as I get home from work, I'm going to sit down and open I a cold like one. a 90 second recap. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, it would be awesome if that be, the, the podcast just becomes you know? us what? just letting you know what happened in every stage. Let's go through every stage, Mike. Well, so in stage three, <laughs> and then like yeah, 90 second play. recaps of every fucking stage. Perfect. Yeah. I'm watching highlights only this time. I'm not watching the freaking. Oh game. hell no, man! I want to watch not, the first time that. Dude, I want to watch. Do, do I can't we wait want for freaking sky dominating the whole team uh, over and over uh, again, just like the sky uh, train yeah. going up the climb. Yeah. Going yeah, to be another tour. I'm just sitting there waiting for something to happen, which is not going to happen until maybe the last three or five kilometers. Yeah. No, 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 no. Please. There's plenty of other stuff happens. Maybe somebody will throw a bidon and then it'll hit another guy and there'll be a crash. For example. Huh? Come on. Can't miss that. <laughs> or Sean can't Kelly will say, pee, Sean Kelly. Can't miss when they get oh, food. Can't miss this. Come what on. If, what if Sean Kelly says something funny and you miss it? Can't happen. I'm watching the whole thing. I don't Sean care. Kelly, is Sean Kelly going to be the whole time? I think he's going to find excuses like, oh, I need to go uh, buy coffee, which I'm no, going I mean, to spill on my shirt, so I have an excuse to go <laughs> exactly. and change my shirt. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. And listen, my wife is already not looking forward to the tour in general because I told her, you know, I'm going to be... I can't watch it live because now I have my job or whatever. So I come back home. By the time I get back home, it's probably going to be around 4 o'clock. Start watching the stage then, right? My wife will probably get home around 6, 6.30. I'll still be watching the stage. And I'll continue to watch the stage, go have dinner with her, come back and continue to watch the stage. And she's going to be sitting there watching TV by herself or, I don't know, reading a book or something. She's not going to see me for the, for the <laughs> month of July. It's going to be awesome. Not, not because I want to avoid her, you understand, but it's just hilarious. Half an hour. So, um, oh, uh, before we actually just really dive into the tour, um, I wanted to say two things about national championships. I watched the Dutch national championships and I watched the Belgian. Not because I was necessarily like interested in both of those, but they were both um, online and I just, I don't know, I had nothing to watch yesterday. So, um, so I watched them. Now, Jetze Boll, who is... Many people may not know who he is, but he's a friend of the podcast because he's liked some of my stuff on Instagram. Uh, he is a Dutch writer who writes for the Manzana Posta One team in Colombia. And he was in the early breakaway during the national championships. His name, they, man, the, the commentators said Manzana Posta One like 97 times. It was Manzana Posta One. Dutch, 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 Dutch. Manzana Posta One. Dutch, 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 Dutch. Colombia. Dutch, 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 Dutch. It was hilarious. I know it may not sound like that. Put your flag on and started chanting the national anthem. I started singing the national anthem. At the top of your head. No, like chanting. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was, I was. Hold on. Let me see. I don't know if you guys can hear this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> took like they said I thought it was really funny. Yeah, and, but uh, not bad. Good and you know what? I mean, yeah, no, 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 pretty good. Uh, listen though, because it's a national championship and it's not like 
divided by teams or anything, Rompot had 14 guys in the peloton and two guys in the breakaway. It was ridiculous. And like, I, I counted them when they came through the through the finish line. I'm like, one, two, three. Is that like five or six guys pulling and then just random guys in the back. It was like teams of like 16, 17 riders. It was amazing. I loved it. It was cool. And there, they were they were like in the front trying to close the gap to a breakaway that had two rompot guys in it. And then Lotto and El Jumbo went to the front trying to close the gap and they had two guys in the break as well. It was awesome. The only team that was not trying to close the gap, Manzana Postobon, because they were actually just, it was just Jetsa Ball. It was just the one guy. So, and then of course, that national championship reunited me with my beloved baby dump team. They were there. They didn't do very well, unfortunately though, but uh, they didn't have 47 riders like the rest of the teams. And in the Belgian national team, you know, uh, when Nassen, he, he won the, 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 the championship or whatever, he took his helmet off and threw it while he was right, while he was on his bike. You know, he like lifted his arms and then he lifted it, just threw the helmet. Who knows where he went? Probably hit a kid in the head. I'm really surprised that other people haven't done that. I think that's awesome. You know, like in soccer, they used to take their jerseys off. They're not allowed to do that anymore, but just take the jersey off and like, ah, what if they take their helmet off and then their jersey off and then they're like their bib shorts and they just start throwing shit or like take their but shoes off. Was it a video game when you could do that? Was it, was it Mario Kart that you can throw like, I think it was Mario Kart that you are in this little card race and the things that yeah, you can use to annihilate your opponents are the little total bucks. So that'd be yeah, like yeah. awesome. Like the guy crosses the land and <laughs> see how many I can take out with the helmet. Yeah. I'm just surprised that, that nobody had... an idea had... for you, Hammer Serious, bike racing when people can use helmets to take competitors out to of... take each other out? Now yeah. this guy, he just <laughs> randomly threw it like... I'm sure it hit somebody because, you know, it's just past the, the finish line. So there's all the photographers and everything. I'm sure he hit somebody with it. Um, I'm just surprised that I'd never seen that before. Number one, he did that. Number two, he won by maybe, I don't know, I'm guesstimating four or five inches, if that. Let's say two or three uh, tire widths. But when he did the, like, track throw... He like went up first and he popped a wheelie. So his wheel was actually not touching the ground when he crossed the line. So he was actually, he won while popping a wheelie. I'd like to see Sagan do that. Yeah. Hmm. So good for him. I'm, I'm very happy and I want to see, can't wait to see what AG2R do for the Belgian, for the German, uh, Belgian national champions jersey. All right, so that's it. That's all I wanted to say. That's all I wanted to say about that. Okay, you guys ready for uh, El Tour de France? Le Tour. Dude. We can pretend that we're like sitting in a cafe. And what? In eating the baguettes? In the Champs-Élysées. <laughs> of course. Wearing, wearing long sleeve shirts with like stripes and everything wearing a uh, funny hats with a little thing on it you know and there's a can mime I, can i just that's say that's racist that's racist yeah it's pretty racist <laughs> i know it's pretty racist it's pretty ra I'm, I'm gonna tell you something dude i've been to paris uh, a few times been lucky enough to, be, to go to paris a couple times and i can tell you that it's not worth it at all it's such a bad city to visit it's so <laughs> cheesy it's just filled with fat american tourists is that racist that's also oh, racist. Oh, nah, it's ridiculous. I, that, you, oh. remember, you remember this oh. show back in Colombia that was called El Mundo al Vuelo con Hector Mora? So there was this show that was pretty much one dude, one Colombian dude traveling the world and showing these places to people back in Colombia, like through the, through the TV. So it was like the world on a flight with Hector Mora or something like that. Sometimes when you start talking about your wanderings around the world, it's like, El Mundo al Vuelo con Dan. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been... A I, different I, I, perspective. I, a different perspective. Bless, because every place thing, suck. <laughs> well, no, I can tell you. There's, there's places that I've liked a lot. I, I love Singapore. Really. I love Tokyo. Uh, I love Barcelona. I love Marseille. 
um, San Sebastian, like the northern northern Spain, like the Basque country is just all of it is just fucking beautiful. No, I just I, I I've been really lucky to to be able to travel a lot ever since I was a little kid. I always assumed that everybody did, that everybody had been everywhere, or like you know, been racist. It wasn't until like yeah, I guess I was afraid. I mean, I still am racist. Um, <laughs> it wasn't until I got to college that I started to like kind of put two two together to realize like, oh wait, not everybody. And then I started meeting people like I've never left the United States, and I'm like, whoa, 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 what? That's not, I don't even have a passport. I'm like, you're 20 years old. How do you not have a passport? So I'm sorry, I'm racist. And and I have to say, people in this country they don't know the opportunity that they are wasting, but not having to oh, ask for a freaking so visa. Whenever they want to go somewhere. No, I mean getting out. Yeah, I, I have my excuse. If somebody asks me, Natalia, have you been in places like no? Because I need a freaking visa to go everywhere, to and go the process there. is yeah. just oh, kills me. So yeah, no, I no, only have been absolutely. here. Again, and how, how much cheaper it is to fly from here to let's say South Africa than it would be from Colombia to go to South Africa? I'm 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 really lucky because I travel with a German passport, but I often travel with my mother who has a Colombian passport and is the visa thing. And then we get there and I know they're going to pull her away and they're going to ask her all these questions. They're going to treat her like crap. And I'm sitting there waiting and it's just, it, yeah. Traveling as a Colombian just sucks. Americans can just go anywhere with their little passport and they just leave And you can get your passport at the friggin' post office. You know what a pain in the ass it is to get passports everywhere else in the world? God damn it. Anyway, let's just You have to go, people. You have to go and you <sighs> know it, but whatever. Okay. I would say everybody needs to go see the Tour de France at least once. My brother and I did it in 2008, and it was awesome. You know, and it was I've like seen the year this. of. It was the year of Lance's comeback, and it was awesome. <laughs> I've seen this them. group of women that are called the Tour de France divas, or I don't know, like ladies. And this is the second uh-huh. time that I've seen them that they have popped up in my Twitter account because somebody is talking about them or retweeting them. So it's this group of older women that are just oh, going to a tour. I forget the names, like the Divas Tour de France, the Divas, something or other, and they just follow it. But if they're old, why don't they just call themselves the old ladies that go to the Tour de France? I'm just saying like older because they look older than I am. So whatever, they may be young. But it's just me being young, biased and racist. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm being incredibly racist and sexist this episode. Um, no, no, no. I, I really would say, like, just go, man. We did we did, uh, we did, did three stages. Uh, we, I need we a freaking them. visa. I'm not going anywhere when I need a no, freaking no, no. visa, man. That's not... You don't no. need a visa. You don't need a visa to go to Spain and you don't need a visa to go to France. Look it up. You'll see. Anyway, we came into we came into Barcelona. We flew into Barcelona. We saw the stage that came into Barcelona. Tor Hushoft won that. Then... We woke up really early the next morning and took a bus into Andorra. I didn't even look for our passports in Andorra. We just snuck in because it was too early and the, the border patrol were asleep or something. I don't know. Uh, or no, they were already part of the EU. I can't remember. Well, whichever way. We were, we were in Andorra and we saw them go up the... I can't remember the last climb. I can't remember what it was called. And it was awesome. That's, we saw everybody. It is just great. And then we spent the night there. And then the next morning we saw the sign in and the, the, the start of the stage that went back towards France. So we never, we were never actually in France or whatever, but doing something like that is actually quite simple in um, logistics wise. You know, I know that it's a lot of money and stuff, but um, it was. Bananas. We saved a lot of money because we have family in, in in Spain, Barcelona, and stuff, or whatever. But man, you should do it. It's 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 like a freaking circus. And then you go to any other race, and you're like, "What the hell is wrong with the Tour de France? Why is it such a shit show?" Every other race is just so much nicer and calmer and just better. But doing the tour is a must. Anyway, okay. Um, we can talk about. The fa pa, 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 pa. we can talk about the stages that look good. We can talk about the favorites. Um, we can talk about yeah, I don't know. Yeah, let's talk about the favorites first. How does that sound? Huh? Let's talk about the favorites the way that I'm looking at them, and this is actually kind of the ways that the bookies have them as well. Just in case anybody cares about the odds. Uh, I didn't write the odds, but they have them as Richie Port first. And this just changed today because yesterday they had Froome up top. So it's Port, Froome, um, 
And then after that, they have Contador Quintana, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, uh, Aru Fugelsang. Do we know who is eating Asana? Uh, They're they're going together. They're going as co-leaders. Which means Fuglesang is going to lead the race because it's going to lead the team because Aru is not going to do shit. Come on, let's Here's the thing. When they say that there's two leaders, that means neither one of those guys is winning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they're going to, even if they don't hate each other now, they will hate each other by the neither end of the race. One of those guys is winning anything. Yeah. Well, like, not, I, even top, not even top five. Um, well, I, I honestly, I think that that's going to be the problem with Quintana as well. Yeah. If you really don't, I mean. this Valverde, like, oh, I'm going to work for Quintana. Yeah, right. I think just replace Quintana with me. I'm going to work for myself because I'm Alejandro Valverde. And I really don't even, I don't think that Alejandro Valverde understands how to, how to work within a team if he's not the leader. I honestly don't think that he, he understands that. Because he said before, like, oh, I worked for him this stage. And I'm like, what are you, you weren't even, what? I, I, I really truly believe that he doesn't understand the concept. Well, and I think that is the other input that Klaus wanted to be mentioned. And is that Valverde is going to the tour only to help Quintana, but also to look for a high GC spot. So <laughs> yeah, he's gonna help for Those he's gonna help Quintana as much as he at the can. same time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna help Quintana as much as he can, as long as he doesn't get in the way of him shooting for a podium, because he knows he can't win the tour. Yeah, I mean, listen, though, two time trials are a huge detriment to Quintana's chances, right? Quintana's not a very good, he's, he's an okay time trial. He's, he's not very good. He's nowhere near Froome. God, not even in the same neighborhood as Richie Port. Uh, it's, or Alberto Contador. So I don't think that this tour is for Quintana. Honestly, I, I, I just I really don't see it happening. Valverde is a much better time trialist. I think that they're, they're going to realize that probably halfway through the race that Quintana is just not going to be able to make up the time that that he needs in order to be able to like do a decent time trial at the end and still and still win. I I, I don't see it. I don't know. I mean I I just don't see it. I think the way that as good as Richie Port looked in Romandy, if he can do that, and if Jakob Fuglsang can be as good as he was in the Dauphiné, I think that those are probably going to be, those are going to be monkeys. Those are going to be the only two serious contenders that Froome has. I think that um, Contador is past his prime. Uh, and by that, I mean, I just, I just don't think that he's going to win another. Grand Tour. Um, I don't think he necessarily has the team to do it either. I mean, he has Jesus Hernandez, but I just don't... I don't know. I just... I, I think that this tour, in all honesty, is Richie Ports to lose. And he probably will lose it. <laughs> is he going to choke again? He seems to... No, I think he's going to win. All right. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I think I think he. Well, is is this tour? You just said that he is going to lose it, man. Like, when? make up your mind. Make up your mind. What, Richie Port? Yeah, you said like uh, we probably he's probably going to lose it, and then Mike oh, said no, I know. he's going to win it, and then you said like you know maybe you're like no 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 no. Stick I, to your no, guns. I, it's okay. No, because listen, <laughs> I think I think that Richie Port. This tour really is Richie Port's to lose. Froome doesn't look his best. Uh, Richie Port looks really, really good. This is a great opportunity, and this is it for him. I mean, he's too old. If he doesn't win this tour, he's never going to win the tour. And I, plus, I just plus Valverde said he would work for Port. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> no. If he said that, if he said that, then that means that Port is not winning <laughs> because if Valverde, whoever Valverde is uh, working for, they're not winning. Uh, okay, yeah, so I, I don't looking know. at the sky that... lineup, who you think is going to take the reins when Froome definitely shows that he's not at his best, if that this race? happens. So, yeah, suppose that Froome oh, is not race? there no. at his level or somebody 
is 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 somebody going to do to him what he did to Bradley Wiggins or try to do to Bradley Wiggins in the past? Is karma no, going I, to pass him a check? Listen, I don't want to dig old, old things that happened, but I don't think that Froome tried to do anything to Bradley Wiggins. Froome tried to be a cyclist and be good for the team and do what was right, and Bradley Wiggins started crying about it like a little bitch. Let's be honest what happened. Come here. I mean, Bradley Wiggins couldn't do it. I think Froome is the is it for, for Sky. Um, unless somebody else is like doing really well at the time, but I don't think that they have like somebody planned like, well, if Froome's not doing very well, then, you know, we're going with plan B. I don't think that they have a plan B unless like, let's say the day that Froome explodes for whatever reason, let's say Kiatowski finishes second in the stage and it's like fourth in the GC. Orlando. I'm not saying that he did it intentionally or not, but like for whatever reason, Wiggins wasn't up to it. And and, and he was pretty much saying that it was thanks to him that Bradley Wiggins kind of like won it because he was able to pace him up or whatever. But at some point he was kind of rebelling because I'm looking for my own thing. Why do I have to wait for him if he's not like la la la? So I'm just going to go for it or just fine. It's not going to be the same scenario, but if he starts to, you know, like fail a little. You think that any of the guys in the lineup are going to try to, you know, like, oh, let me see if I can get a chance here. Maybe I place myself better. And who well, knows? Listen, I, honestly, I think that if there's only that two guys. In I think there's only two guys in that team that would have the possibility to be able to do that in a Tour de France like this one. And that's probably just Mikel Nieve, who, I mean, basically is coming fresh because he didn't really do shit in that Giro, basically. Mikel Nieve just, Mikel Landa? Ah, uh, Mikel Landa, okay. or or uh, Sergio now. Those are the only two guys that I see. I mean, Vasil Kiryenka is not going to win the fucking Tour de France. He's not going to be, you know, Christian Kness, please. There's just no way. Like, uh, it, th- shit, Garen Thomas, maybe. I don't know. I just love if somebody at the sky will, you know, like, rebel or create some team drama for me. Maybe if that happens, I will watch <laughs> it too, otherwise not. This is just me, you know, like I just came back from Colombia. My mom and my grandma, they watch a lot of soap operas there. So I need some drama in what I watch you now. You know, actually it's funny. <laughs> while, I was looking, while I was looking at the at the start list, just to do this, to, to answer your question, dude, Sky's team is fucking really good. VMC's team is not, it's not bad, but God, they don't have like solid Ass kicking, one hundred percent climbers. Caruso, the Marquis, Stefan Kung, Moniard, Port, Nicholas Roche is probably gonna be the his, uh, Michael Schar, All right, Van Avermaet and Danilo Vis. Jesus, I mean, it's not a bad team, but <laughs> you compare that to like Kirienka and like Monte, and now Kirienka, Knez, Kwiatkowski. Landa, Landa Luke Rowe, and Garen Thomas. God, that's a really strong team. Yeah. Jesus. But, however, once more, Tour listen to this though. Alejandro Valverde. Suterland? <laughs> Why is he going? Nairo Quintana, Jesus Herrada, Imanol Lerviti, Jonathan Castroviejo, Carlos Betancourt, Daniele Benati, and Andre Amador. I mean, Andre Amador, superb. Love having him there. Jesus Herrada, awesome. Is he a new Spanish uh, champion? Herrada? I don't know. I don't know who won the Spanish championship. Mike, I, did you watch that? <laughs> <laughs> Mike is like, I haven't watched any cycling all year, but I watched the Spanish championship. I don't know. I, I, I have to. I don't know. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound as good as Sky either, actually. God. Oh, and they have a new kit for the Tour de France, right? Our teams Sky, yeah. doing this Sky. now is something that they used to do in the past or is just yeah, now? No, that- a couple of teams have done it before. Sky has had like white jerseys for the tour before. Um, remember the ones that were the, only the back was white, but then the front was black. You, don't you this get a like, fine for that though? No, not if you get it approved by the ASO and the UCI first. They should get yeah. it approved by me first. <laughs> I take it you don't like first. it very much. <laughs> gringo Mike's. They need Gringo Mike's approval. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, no. Remember the whole thing with the with the jerseys that Lance Armstrong had with oh, the number yeah, twenty-eight. Was, yeah. God, what a fucking moron! Come on, you what missed that. What you kind miss of an it. idiot? Oh hell yeah, I do. But what kind of an idiot would be like, yeah, let's just change jerseys halfway through the stage? How difficult can that be? Without telling the organizers? Ah, what the? Imbeciles. Yeah, uh, and uh, Lotto NL Jumbo has uh, a different jersey as well. Uh, it's basically the, the same thing. Yellow? It's just, it's, no, I don't know why, oh. but uh, no, I mean, I wish it was like that. Like back in the day where Onse had to change their jersey yeah. to the pink. Because, because I, yes, I, like you look and there's like a like 30 yellow jerseys and I'm like, oh, I don't even know who the hell we're talking about here. But um. Yeah, I don't know. So, let's talk about stages. I looked into the stages that I cannot miss. And maybe, Mike, this is what you should do, Mike. Just watch the ra- the, the stages that I tell you you should... Uh... Mm, good idea. Let me okay. get a pencil. Okay, yeah, yeah. Get a pencil. Get it sharpened. Um, I'm, only watching th- I'm only watching three. Sta- okay. You only gotta watch three. Oh man, let me see. One, two, three, four. Okay, I have four stages, but I'm gonna. Okay, perfect. I'll give you the three stages to watch. No TT. I'm gonna take out the two TTs, take them out. That doesn't even count. Actually, you know what? Watch those if you need to fall asleep one night. All right. So, stage three. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not even like a mountain, you know, finish. Or I mean, the thing is that it has like a crazy ramp at the end, like super, super steep. So it's kind of like a, you know, one of those like Giro d'Italia uh, deals where like the last K is like 11%. Something like that. So like Mark Cavendish is not winning this stage. So I don't think Mark Cavendish is winning that. I have a feeling that uh, Philippe Gilbert is actually going to win this stage. You know what I'm saying? Like that that kind of thing. Is he in that the race? I don't know. <laughs> just doing this one stage. He's actually he's actually riding from home to no 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 yeah he's he's in the stage. You're he's talking in, about you're talking about guys. Well, you're talking about guys Gilbert, changing jerseys. I think Gilbert they should just years, change. Sorry, Gilbert change, is on change, the change. provisional list. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I, th- I think he'll make. He had a terrible Belgian championship race, but um, well, if listen, it doesn't really matter. The point was that this is the kind of stage that Philippe Gilbert would be like salivating in. So watch stage three. I think that's a good one. Uh, stage nine is the same. Uh, has the same final climb that Dauphiné used in that crazy stage. The thing is like takes forever to go up, and it's like ten percent all the way up. Uh, so watch stage nine and then watch stage 17 because he has the Col de Galibier and has the Col de Telegraph. So even though it's not a mountaintop finish, it'll be, it'll be a good stage. Or is it? A, I can't remember now. I'm trying to think, but yeah, watch the those. Seven, and if you, yeah, if you, if you happen to watch another one, Galibier, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, stage stage twelve. If you if if, if you can s- like sneak a, a a fourth one because that's like it's only a hundred and one kilometers, so you know they're gonna go right off the fucking gun, like just go all balls out. Why is and it I only one hundred and one kilometers? Uh, because there's gonna be snow, so they're gonna cut it sixty k. No, <laughs> no, I don't know because they just decided to make us a, a stage be a hundred and one k. It's ridiculous. It's awesome. straight up the entire two hundred and fourteen. No. What? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, I mean 13. I am sorry. I misread my own writing, handwriting. I saw a two as a three. Stage 13 is 101K. Yeah, yeah. Which that's... is mm. absolutely insane. I could be in that stage. I may even be able to finish that stage. So, Mike, now. what are the three stages that we need to watch? Three, nine. He forgot to. He, he, oh, okay. I wrote it down. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm just checking. Just I, sorry, Mike. I didn't believe you, so I was just Three, checking. nine, Three, 17, nine. and 13, not 12. Yeah, there you go. Very good. Uh, 12 <laughs> is a pretty good one, too. But yeah, the, the 12 and 13 are the good Pyrenees stages. Um, I, 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 would, I would say this that... Is the I would, shortest, I would, this is the shortest stage. This stage 13 is the shortest stage ever. 
know about ever, but it's no, definitely as short as this race. Oh, really? Never has such a short format been on the menu of the tour since half stages. I don't know what that is, but... Well, half stages was when they would have a time trial in the morning and then a stage in the afternoon. All right. Remember when the guy 7-Eleven, what the hell was his name? He won the yellow jersey in the morning and then lost it in the afternoon? <laughs> oh, fuck. I wish Klaus was here. He would definitely remember. Um, shit, is that American? Ah, God. Okay, I'm going to give you some other names here that will be fun. Norris. Chuck Norris, there you go, that's it. Um, is Chuck Norris American or Canadian? Oh, my God. I'm sorry for asking. Of course he's American. Is he? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It'd be hilarious. Chuck Norris It'd be hilarious is basically... if, he's, if he's Canadian. It'd be funny if he's Canadian, all right? He's not Canadian. I know, it'd be funny if he was. He's a freaking national see. treasure, dude. Drop it. Uh, yeah, he, he, oh, he was born in Oklahoma. He does not get any more American than that. Exactly. Maybe Texas. Wow. He has a boatload of kids. Mike Norris, Eric Norris, Danielle Norris. I'm sorry, Danny, Danny Lee Kelly Norris, Dina Norris, and Dakota Allen Norris. It's a lot of Norrises. Yeah, you know what he's been doing. Um, okay, we're, we're out of time, but I will, I'm going to say some names here that may actually spice things up a little bit. Mentius, Pinot, Yates, Valverde, Chavez, and Bardet. You what, never know. What are no, those are guys that are like, who, maybe, who knows? All right. Top so 10. top 10. Let's go to, uh, yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, let's go to heart and head for this thing. So we can, uh. So you can stop recording and I can go watch the watch. I can go back to watching Formula One. <laughs> well, what is the Azerbaijani? Dude, is the Azerbaijani uh, Grand Prix. I got I to gotta watch this shit. It's awesome. Baku is the name of the capital of Azerbaijan, in case you guys didn't know. I've never How been to Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan get a F1 before the United States? Uh, no, the U.S. has a Grand Prix. I Texas. know we have one, but we only had it for like two years. How long have we had no, it for? No, no, no. No, they had, oh yeah, no, Azerbaijan, this is their first, uh, this is the second time that they run it, but this is the first time that it's officially the Azerbaijan. You know, it's all about the moolah, but you know, if F1 was just purchased by an American company, like three or four months ago, Uh, (laughs) the name of the company is one of those like super weird, like Liberty. So it's one of those like, what, what do you guys do? They go like, yeah, yeah, it's called Liberty Media. It's a consortium of a bunch of people. They own uh, fucking everything. Liberty Media, Good. like the cable Part company? Yep. There you go. Oh, you know about Liberty Media. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know anything. I, I had no idea who they were. Seems like a antitrust thing. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you, you really don't. But anyway, they so just-, just just know that Formula One is going to be become a lot more American pretty soon. There's going to be the but wiser advertising and shit in the cars. It's going to be hilarious. Mm. I fucking hope not. Okay. What happened okay. to Bernie Ecclestone? Uh, uh, Bernie Ecclestone was forced into retirement. <laughs> he, he was not happy about it. That motherfucker, he would let you know. So, But I mean, in a way, it's like, you know, he actually has like a, a huge, um, what do you call that? A farm, a huge uh, coffee farm in Brazil. His wife is like fifty years younger than he is. She is than he is, of course. Uh, <laughs> and um, and he just basically retired to go to, to go to Brazil to just chill with his hot wife. I'm like, dude, he, this guy probably has like three or four billion dollars. He's eighty six years old. Wow. Why are you still working, bro? Yeah. That's. Just, but he's one of those workaholic dudes that. With a lot of personality, though. I fucking loved him, man. Tiny little dude, like five foot two, just giving everybody the finger and running around, making everybody angry and shit. Cycling needs a Bernie Ecclestone. Man. Mm. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, Mike, um, give me your uh, picks with your head. Did we say head and heart? Yep. Or heart and head? Head and heart. Okay. Head. Richie Port, mm-hmm. Hart, 
Alejandro Valverde. <laughs> of course. I saw that coming. Nairo's going to help him. Nairo's going to help him. That's what Nairo is going to the tour for. Uh, yeah. Natalia. Head is going to be Froom. Froom. Uh-huh. And Heart. Heart. Landa. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice. Landa would be nice. I'm surprised that you didn't say Chavez. I'm not thinking uh, any Colombian in this race. We'll see. Oh, you still believe in that, huh? Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with my head. Like I said, I think Richie Port, even with Sky having such a strong team. And with my heart, I would love for Chavez to win it. So I'm going to say Chavez, even though I know that he won't. He won't even be a contestant, but that's my head. And then okay. uh, Klaus, Klaus. What did Klaus say? Head, Chris Froome. Uh-huh. And Hart, guys. Take a guess. Just... Quintana. No or way. Chavez. Yeah, no, Quintana. Chavez? Quintana, oh, Quintana, I mean. Or any Colombian cyclist, I think Klaus will always go for Quintana. Like outside oh, that's the of other thing that I saw back so, in Colombia, in Bogota, freaking Chavez is plastered all over the city. He's now doing advertisement for, I don't know, one of these companies, one of the companies, I don't know what he's doing, but he has this TV commercial from a cold medicine from Noxpirin, and he's there. He also has this giant, uh, I forget how to say that in English, when you put the advertisement in the top of the buildings, the billboard. billboard. So he has a giant billboard with like an orange, this and that. And yeah, he's like, turning into this publicity awesome. figure, which is well, funny. But. Because listen, cycling is huge. And originally like Uran made it kind of big and then like, you know, and now and whatever. And then Quintana came and made it huge in Colombia. And then all these companies were like, yeah, we need this cycling thing. What's going on? Can we get Quintana? Yeah, we can get Quintana. Oh yeah. He has the personality of a brick. <laughs> That's no good. And then Chavez goes, dire, yeah. You can get Dyer Quintana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quintana's available. It'd be awesome if you like, Quintana uses blah, blah, blah cell phone company. <laughs> and then just a photo of that, you're like, <laughs> we didn't specify which of the Quintanas. <laughs> they actually you know have, be awesome? You know they actually be have awesome? Quintana. Yeah, they actually have Quintana in a Movistar commercial and they do all the promos and things and then Quintana just shows up yeah. for the last five seconds. Just saying, Movistar, the company of the ones that pedal through Colombia. And he tries to smile and everything, and you see, like, man, that poor dude is so trying so looking. hard, but it's not like, it's not, it's, it's not it's worse than the, <laughs> yeah. It's worse than the Rafael Maica and, uh, and uh, Perez Agan. Yeah. <laughs> this is so a revolution. <laughs> it's a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. But um, anyway. you know who I'm thinking, though? If, if they can't get Nairo Quintana, or Dyer Quintana, the next best Quintana. Actually, it may even be better than Dyer. Maybe even better than Nairo. Jesus Quintana. No one fucks with the Jesus from fucking <laughs> Big Lebowski. Man, that Quintana can roll, man. Quint ah, come on. You're right. Jesus Quintana, Jesus the Jesus, man. John Turturro, the best... The best character in any movie ever to, to not have had a real movie just about themselves. The, Maybe, the Jesus Quintana yeah. movie by himself would have been the best movie in the history of filmmaking. Maybe Nairo needs to rename, you know, like drop the Nairo Alexander and just become Nairo Jesus. No? Nairo Jesus, yeah. Start wearing purple <laughs> and shit. Let his like pinky nails grow and stuff. Uh, pull up your ass and pull the trigger till it goes click. <laughs> One of my favorite awesome movies of all time. It's probably number five or six. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. Well, we got everybody's, right? Port, port, froom, froom. All right, everybody. Uh, anything else anybody wants to say? Do we have a Velo Games uh, Fantasy League going, Mike? Nope. <sighs> I've gotten like five or six I'll emails about that already. You have? All right. Actually, not just one. <laughs> just the one. I already have my team. It's ready to go. Uh, I just need really? a league to join. Yeah. So follow Mike All on right. Instagram. Give me some ideas for the league. What's that? Names? Give me some ideas. Uh, La Baguette. 
topics, themes. La baguette. <laughs> France. There's a good theme right there. No. France. Bread. Too obvious. Wine. Cheese. Okay. Never mind. Never mind that. <laughs> Richie Port is going to win the Tour de France. And we're all going to be very happy about that. Keep an eye on um, social media for Mike's, like, number for the, what do you call that thing? Velo. Velo Games. Games. Fantasy League. Fantasy League. League. Oh, and, and on Friday, the Giro Rosa start for the, for the women. For the women, sorry. Yes. I didn't talk about it because I'm still looking for the official start list to see who is going to be there. And trying to see if there is, like, outside the 10 names that you guys know, if there is there is chance for anybody to do something. But I looked for it quickly today, didn't find it, and just gave up on it. So. All right. Everybody good? All right. We're out of here. Peace. Bye, Hans. Nan de mo hoshi garu, kure kure takora.